start here, we're on Memches, second line. Rabba v'revzeira, they went to the house of the Reish Kalusa. He saw that Eved, he put a jug of cold water on the mouth of the kettle. So if you had like a, a kettle, he put a cold jug there to uh, heat up the water. So Nazhe Rabba. Rabba was upset. He yelled at him. He said, well, What are you doing? You're not allowed to do that. Amalei Zeira. He says, What's wrong with that? What's wrong? Why should that be any different than taking a kettle and putting it on top of another kettle? Okay, so to here, I'm putting a, a jug of water on top of the kettle. What's wrong with uh, a mecham? Is like we had a, a mecham shepinuhu. It's a, a, a hot water a warmer on top of another one. So Amarlay, so uh, uh, Amarlay, so Robert responded to him. He said, "Hasam ukma kamukam." There, you're just keeping up the heat, right? Meaning, what happened here? You had you have you have a mecham, a a a, a urn or some sort of kettle that's sitting on uh, you know hot that's sitting on a heating element. You had two of them, so you take one, you put it on top of the other. They're both hot, and now you're just taking one to put on top of the other just to keep it warm. So ukum ka kamukum, you're just trying to keep the hot, what's already hot warm. Haha. However, here by this eved oldi kamilid, he was trying to create new hot water. He took a jug of cold water and put it on top of the mouth of a kettle to heat it up. So, so and and that's why that's that's going to be a problem. So that's issue. That's that was story number one. Hader chazia de paras dus dus tuder apume de kuza. So he put his turban on the mouth of. Of uh of, of a uh, again another uh, jug or or something of the anach natle iluye, so he put it. Let's say imagine like the mouth almost like a cup, and he put his ladle. So he was dishing out whatever it was wine, whatever it was that he was dishing out. He used it as a ladle rester. So he would rest the ladle on the mouth of the jug, and he had his turban spread over the top of it. Okay, but the anach natle iluye. He put the ladle on top of. This turban. Nazhe, Rabbi, Rabbi yelled at him again. He yelled, he says, What are you doing? again stood up to defend the Abbot and said, What's wrong with what he's doing? Okay, now you see what's going on. You'll see at the end that he's going to end up squeezing out the turban. And that's going to be an Isr Schita. And that's what the problem is. She says there's nothing inherently wrong with what he's doing right now, but you'll see he'll end up coming to uh, be over on an Israel Rice. Amalai Maishna Mipurnka, why is this any uh, Miprunka? Why is this any different than Rash explains they had a rag that they used to um, put on top of the barrel uh, to kind of protect it on Shabbos, and that would also get full of wine, and you also might come to squeeze it. So Amalai, Hasam Le Kapiti Luye. Over there, that rag is made to cover the barrel of wine. And therefore, even if it gets dirty, it has no other use. You're not going to squeeze out the wine on top of it. Ha ha kapadiluya. Here, what did he take? He took his turban. So that's a beggar that he plans to wear. So if he uses it, puts it, you know, uses it to kind of spread over the top of the jug and rest the ladle on it, when the turban gets dirty or wet and he now wants to put his turban back on, what's he going to do? He's going to squeeze out the liquid that's there. And that's the problem. Okay, so now we're back to time uh, name issue. So we said, that one may not 
Bitaimnin with Teven, right? So we had a list. We had basically the, the mission was divided into two lists, right? We said Gefes, Zevel, things that are naturally Moisef Hevel. Doesn't matter if they're going to be wet or dry. Either way, they're Moisef Hevel. Then we had this secondary list of things. Loi Beteven, Loi Bezagin, Loi Bemuchin, Veloi Beasavin. So um, Teven would be a straw, and then uh, pulp and scraps, we said, and not grass. As long as they are wet, then it's going to be Moisef Hevel, but if they're dry, it's going to be fine. So now we're really just going to ask, we're going to try to get a better understanding of what, what, what Muchin is. But Baimine Ravadamar Masnameabaya, Ravadamar Masa asked, Muchin Shetaman Bahem. If you have these these scraps, right? Call them, you know, cotton balls or scraps of material. So, or or swathes of material. Shetaman bahem mahu letaklon b'shabes. So Rashi is going to set this up, and he's going to say like this: These muhin, they're made to make felts. They have a use. Eventually, they'll get collected, and he will he will um, process these muhin. To, to make something. So since they are going to be processed at some point, they really, there should be usher to be metaltal. They're, they're, they're pledged to the avoida of whatever material they're going to go to make. So we want to know what happens if you now took these things, so they were manufacturing material, you now take these muchin and you use them, you want to use them for hatmana. So does the taking them for hatmana, right? The the saying, hey, I want to use these muchen for hatmana. Does that now mevatel? Does that make them quote in the game? Are they now um, ready to be touched and taken on Shabbos? And therefore, we're gonna undo what their original purpose was was to turn them into you know a felt or whatever material they're gonna turn to, or not? Or do they maintain their their tzad iser that they're also to be metaltal? So Amar Lay. So, I'm sorry. Are you allowed? So you were miyachdim. You you had in mind to use these to be taman to cover the hot food. Are you allowed to touch them? Are they muktzar or not? Amar So he responded. And what he's saying is like this. Normally, if the guy had a kupa of teven, if he had a bunch of straw, he wouldn't be using f- these muchen are a lot more expensive. Right, this is a real material that is eventually going to be manufactured into a kli. So, if he had a a box of of tevin of straw, then he would never have used the muchen because the muchen are much more expensive. Right, if you if you just needed something to insulate, why would you use a more expensive material if you had a cheap one available? So, Elamai, he didn't have tevin, he didn't have straw available, and that's why he's using the muchen. But he doesn't plan; he's going to plan to put it back afterwards, and therefore he plans on still keeping it for its. Uh, you know, intended purpose, originally intended purpose, which is, uh, you know, to manufacture something. Temporarily, he's using it to cover the pot. And so what we're saying is, you want to say that just because he's using it, because he's using it to do hatmana, to cover the hot keli, to maintain the heat, to insulate, because he didn't have straw, so therefore we should say that he's no longer going to use these for manufacturing. He's still going to use them for manufacturing, and therefore they should stay they should stay mukta because they are eventually going to be used for manufacturing. So let's say a proof to this, meaning when you had in mind to use something that was material for hatmana, um, it, it still maintains its mukta. 
we say that you can uh, insulate or cover with gizei tzemer, shearings of wool, with sifei tzemer, and that's uh, strands that are, are combed, and also strands of argaman that are combed, so different materials in various stages of processing you can use. And with muchen, however, so he says, so we see that what? That it maintains, we were trying to bring a raya, that it must maintain its uh, iser, that even though you, you had in mind to use it for atzmana, it's only because you didn't have something cheaper to use, but really you intend to keep it as manufacturing material. And therefore, it's going to maintain its mokta. So the Gemara says, no raya. There's no raya. This is what the Bryce is saying. That it's only if you didn't actually do the hatmana yet, in metalton I say. But if you do the hatmana, if you actually use them for hatmana, then maybe the iser of muktzah, uh, you know, goes away. And once you go ahead and use it to insulate, there's no, there's no, there's no more iser of muktzah. So ihachi ma'ilamemra. So what would be the chiddush that if you never used it at all for hatmana, that we should say that it's going to be mavatal the muktza or the fact that it could be used for manufacturing. So since they lamaisa have some sort of use on Shabbos, you can sit on them. And since they're ready for, you know, they'll make a nice cushion, they're a nice place to sit. So maybe you'll say that since they're uh, so, somewhat available to be used on Shabbos, not for their normal purpose, which is uh, manufacturing, but since they have some sort of use on Shabbos, they shouldn't be muktzah at all. Kamash Malan, the Brisa says that, um, that they're still going to be muktzah. And therefore, maybe they're only muktzah if you didn't use them for hatmana, but maybe if you did use them for hatmana, then they would, the, the muktzah would come off, right? That you, you would now be able to use them. Even the, uh, uh, <coughs> and it's mevatel, the original iser, that they're made to be used in the manufacturing process. And, um, and therefore, we have no raya. But again, he responded, uh, the, uh, Abaya responded, just if, if, we're, if we're going back to the Suya, we asked the Shiloh, is using them for Atzmana going to be mevatel, the iser muktzah, on Shabbos, in other words, do these maintain an iser? Abaya said no, and now we tried to bring a raya to Abaya, and we slugged up the raya. But Lamaisa Abaya still said it's going to be usher. It's going to maintain if you use muchin because um, and, and what Abaya seemed to be masha was because ideally you'd use a cheaper material, so you're only using these temporarily. Since you're only using them temporarily, you're not mevatel the in, uh, intended purpose to use them in manufacturing, and therefore it will maintain muktzah. Rav Chista allowed you to take the stuffing and put it back into a pillow on Shabbos. So they had, when you would, uh, you take your, they had the robes that they would wear. And if you took the robe to the cleaners, so a lot of times what they would do is they would uh, tie the neckline. I guess they had some sort of strings to adjustable neckline. Uh, they would tie it closed. So he says, One is allowed to untie. You got your stuff back from the cleaners. You're allowed to untie the neckline and open up the cleat to be able to wear it. But, but you can't open it originally on Shabbos because that is going to be a problem of um, of, of Makabah Patish. That you're fit, it's the final step of the cleat. So if you have a robe that was newly manufactured, they would they they would uh, 
they would keep that the the neckline closed, you know, the the hole on the top to where you put your head through. And you can't open up that hole initially on Shabbos because that's Makwapatash. That's the final step in creating a cleat. And you cannot put muchan, you can't put the stuffing. Okay, scraps. Not into a mattress or not into a pillow or a mattress. It's going to be usher. So how do Rav Chista allow you to put the stuffing back into the pillow here? So the Gemara answer is like Hasha. That this is the old one. Rav Chista was allowing you to take. Let's say you had a pillow that the stuffing came out. So again, the stuffing is is mevatel for anything else other than to be used for the pillow since it came out of there. So we allow you to put it back in. But to take muchen initially and put it into uh, a pillow, that's muchen that could be chazi to make fels, that could be chazi, that, that could be used for other manufacturing, that it's, it's also to do on Shabbos. You're making a kli. And um, that is, so we have the parallel in regards to this robe. There's the putting stuffing into a pillow is like uh, just untying the uh, closed neckline of older clothes. And that and that those are both allowed, but taking stuffing and putting it to create a new pillow or a new cle would be like um, initially opening the neckline of a robe, which would be a problem. You can't put scraps into a pillow or a mattress. Nashru, however, if they fell out, the stuffing fell out, you can return to Vain Sarachlam Biyantif, you can return it on Shabbos or Yantif. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Rav. So we're going to just go uh, into this sugya of a little bit of of opening the neckline. So apaseach base hatzavar b'shabes. If you open, so this is again initially you final step of the kli. They created in manufacturing where you you had created a robe, and in order to wear it, you need to kind of punch out where the uh, neck, you know, the, where your head goes through. So to, to open that up, you're going to be for that because, like we said, it's Makabapatish. It's the final step in making the clay. Rav Kahana asked, Why is this any different than the cover or the stopper of a barrel? Meaning, you have, imagine you have a barrel and you have like the, a, a cork type of material that seals it. So... There's different ways to understand exactly how the seal looks, but let's assume it's kind of like a really wide cork. Um, so why should that be any different? You have a newly uh, sealed barrel. It's a, it's a clee. And we say that you're allowed to, um, you know, kind of poke a hole in the top of the barrel and uh, destroy the stopper to open the clee. So why should that be any different? You know what the difference is? That the robe, the neckline the, the, that you're trying to open to get your head in that's part of the baguette and therefore when you go ahead and you pop a hole on the top of the baguette you are completing you're finishing the actual baguette but here the seal is an it's an independent thing right it's not attached the seal isn't attached to the the um the the that you have a barrel that was manufactured and then they would put a seal on top of it so since it's a separate clee that is i made you're allowed to destroy that so we're going to go a little bit further down on this segue. So he asked the following stira. We have a mission that says, So they used to have, to, they used to, the, it's a chain of the cleaners. 
So they used to have, uh, imagine, they had big big clothes and small clothes, and to keep track of the clothing, this would be the equivalent of, uh, if some of you are familiar, I don't, but safety pin your socks so that when they go to the wash, they don't get lost. So they used to have some sort of uh, a lawn, lawn, launderer's chain that they used to use, like the equivalent like a safety pin, to chain some of the big clothes to the small clothes so that they wouldn't get lost through the washing process. So Shal Shekaisim, this chain of the launderers, Vishal Shelesham Avtechis, and a keychain. If you, if you had a beged, you were trying to, it was more like a temporary stitch that uh, you sewed it with Klayim. So you took two begadim of wool and sewed it with a linen strand or vice versa. So obviously, since it's going to be usher to wear as a, as a baguette, we obviously know that you're going to um, remove this, this stitch, right? Because you, you can't wear it as a baguette um, if it's going to have climb. So we know that these are all things that are somewhat temporary, meaning they connect, they hold things, but eventually they're made to come off but yet, what we're saying is chibur l'tuma. They are they are considered connected for tuma. Until you start to remove either the chain or the stitch, until you start to untie them. What we mean by chibur l'tuma is, let's say you took two shirts. Let's say you, you had a big shirt and a small shirt, and you send them to the cleaners. Or if we use the safety pin uh, uh, muscle, saying the shalal shalkevsim, which is like a chain. So you have two socks. You take if, if tuma touches one sock. The other sock also becomes tummy because they have a status of one beget. Because they're connected by this chain or by this stitch, even though eventually this chain is going to be removed. So what do we see from here? Alma, we see shaloi b'shas molacha nami chibar. That what we don't say, and we're going to contrast this in a moment with another case, but what we don't say is that since, for instance, you chained it in order to launder them, so the chain is only connecting them as long as the laundering process is going on, as long as you're cleaning the begadim, but if you're done cleaning the begadim, then even though they're still chained together, there would have been a havamina to say that we should view them as two separate garments. So this Mishnah says, no, as long as they're still chained together, as long as they're still connected, until until you start to remove what's connecting them, either the chain or the stitch, until you start to remove that, it's going to be considered one begad for tuma purposes. So we see that even when it's not in the middle, even when the process is completed, it's still going to be considered chibur until you start to remove what's tying them. However, we have a steer that says, If you take a stick and you chop off a piece of wood to make a handle for an axe, but when it is mechaber, right? So we're going to say that a pshute kliate, so if you took a the din is normally that if you just take a uh, a piece of stump of wood, it's, it's called shute kliates, it's not makabal tuma because it's not a kli, it's just a piece of wood. But if you take this piece of wood and you stick it into the hammer, to, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, into the axe, so you end up having now, the wood is now the handle of the axe, right? So it's now one kli. So we say chibar lotuma when? Bishas malacha. It's only going to be considered chibar lotuma as one uh, a kli, why you're using the axe. So this is a steer, right? Because we're saying the Pshute Kli 8, when you attach it to the axe, is only going to be 
considered chibur, is only going to be considered attached, bishas malacha, yet when we talked about the shalal shal the chain that connects the garments, or the keychain, or the beged that's tougher b'klayim, we said that eve it's considered chibur l'tuma until you start to remove it. So which one is it? So Amar Lehi, the Gemara answers the stira. Hasam shalei mishas malacha adam asu lezerka lebeina eitzim. That when it comes to the handle of the axe, what what does a person do after he's done using it? It's a pshutikli eitz. It's it's virtually worthless. So he's going to go put away his axe. Again, he had limited storage space, so he doesn't want to store it with the handle. So he's going to remove the handle. What's he going to do with that handle that he removed? He's going to chuck it in the he's he's going to chuck it in his wood pile. So it doesn't have any chashivas as a kli. Again, so by the axe, when he's done and he removes the axe from the uh, handle, he's done with using the kli, he puts the kli away, he's going to chuck the, the kli, it's the wood, into the wood pile. He still wants, over here, by this first case of the shlal kaisim, the chain, or the temporary stitches, or the keychain. So there, he still wants them to be connected. Why? He still wants the begad to be connected. Because if they one of the if the begad should get dirty, there's still a potential to, let's say, relaunder the begad. And therefore, even when you're done washing the begad, until you're actually ready to wear it, it still would... Um, it still would remain connected because you you still want that chain. You still want that shlashal kaisim in case the begadim get dirty again, you'll rewash them. Okay, so that was coming, again, that was a segue off of that. Here we're going to have a, um, uh, again, one more segue. And, uh, yeah, and then a, a fourth segue. Like I said, we're not really going to do too much in regards to Hatmana today. But Basura Masnul Hashmaitza, Mishmeid Rav Chisub, Pupadista Masnul Mishmeid Rav Kana. That in Surah, we're going to learn the following Gemara from Rav Chista. And in Pupadisa, we learned it, B'Shem Rav Kahana, not Rav Chista, but Amila Mishmeid Rava or Rava. But either way, here's the following Gemara. Mantana, we want to know who is the Tana, Hamilsa, for the following, the Amar Rabbanan, that the Rabbanan said, Kalma Chubberloi Hareu Kamayu. Right? So we said, we have a concept of that if if two things are connected uh, to to a kli, if you have something connected to a kli, mechuber loy hareu kamayu. What has the status of the kli? So I'm Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi. You know who it is? Rameir he. It's Rameir the Tanan, base hapach. So what happens is we've discussed many times. You have a kira, right? A kira is like an oven or a stove. So what they would do is they would have portable versions. It's like the equivalent of a por- por- portable grill. They would take camping, right? So they'd have a portable oven or stove so in the portable stove they would they would um connect or attach different uh, uh other little uh areas to keep their stuff so base hapach that's a uh, compartment that they would attach to the this portable kira to hold shemen so they're on the road they were gonna have to use this kira to cook with Again, we're talking about a portable kira. So they would they would manufacture or attach onto this portable kira uh, 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 an, an, a, a like base apach, like a, 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 a kli sort of to hold some oil so that if they needed oil while cooking, it was right there. They, they didn't have to carry a separate kli. Ubeis tavlin, and they would have uh, an attached uh, spice a uh, spice rack or area to keep spices. Ubeis haner, place to keep the matches. Shebekira, Right, so these are all things that they were, they were attached attached um, areas 
or attached kalim that they would they would kind of manufacture onto the outside of this portable kira. So what we're saying is metabem bemaga. It becomes tame bemaga. So if a sheretz touches the kli, this portable kira, that all of these uh, you know little kalim that are attached to the portable kira, they'll also become tame. However, imetamim ba'avir. If we know that a kli cheres, that in earthenware kli, if you take a sheretz and you hold it into the airspace of the kli, it will be metama the entire kli. So what we're saying is here, if you take a sheretz and you put it into the airspace of this portable kira, it will actually not be metama these kalim that were manufactured to uh, the outside of the kira. Now, these these kalim that are meant to hold the shemen and the spices and the ner, um, it will not be, it, the, putting a sheretz into the avir of the kira will not be matama, these attached kalim. Diver emer, that's from Meir Shita. Kalim permanently attached? Or? So, they're, yeah, they're permanently attached. I'm trying to find a good word. I can't, in, in my head, I thought I had a good one. I have a good visual of it. I just can't find the right word. Um, you know, they were like compartments that you would, uh, you would solder on or glue on or however they would attach things to Harris in those days. But yeah, they were compartments. They were meant to be part of it permanently, but they weren't, it, it's not like when they came out of the manufacturing mold that they had these compartments there. So again, we're creating a concept of chibber, right? We're, we're connected. They're connected, they're permanently connected, but they weren't manufactured together with it. Again, we're all we're following off of that beged. So we started with that beged with opening the neckline. That was clearly part of the, it was manufactured with the beged. Now we have these secondary uh, connections of chibur. We have you know we, we talked about shal shal kaisim. So that's somewhere in between temporary. We're all in a gray area. There's things that are not attached at all, totally temporary. And there's things that are manufactured together with. We're all in that gray area here. Shal shal kaisim. We said right. We created different definitions. So. Uh, uh, for instance, the pshute cleates the the axe handle, so that's considered chibur, but not that chibur. It's only chibur for shas malacha because it's not as permanent. The shlal shalkevsim we said using the chain is a little bit more permanent because we're gonna because even after the malacha is done, you might still have a use for it. Meaning, if the if the begadim get dirty again, it it comes in handy. So this is a more. This is also a a chibur. Right, a mechuber for a kli. It's something that's connected. It's a little bit more connected. So it wasn't manufactured together with these compartments. I think that's the best word I can find is compartments. However, um, these compartments were added on. They're attached to the kli. They're added onto the kli. It's considered part of this portable kira apparatus. So we, what we said is that if something touches, Rameyer holds if something touches the kira, tuma touches the kira, it'll actually be matama these compartments as well. However, if these compartments are sitting on the outside of the kli, if a sheretz touches, goes into the avir, the airspace of the kli, it, even though the kira itself will be tame, these compartments will not be tame on the outside. Reb Shimon Mitahir, Reb Shimon says, no, even if it touches, even if a sheretz, let's say, touches the outside of the kli, only the, or the kira, only the kira will be tame and not the, and not the, um, and, and not these compartments. So we're trying to say now, Rameyer is the Tana who holds that when you connect compartments to a Klee, you connect parts to a Klee, that 
um, will attach them for Tumah purposes because Rav Shimon holds that it's not Tumah. Bishlam and Rav Shimon. So I understand Rav Shimon very, very simply. Kasavar, Lavka He says the compartments that you added on for spices and oil and matches, that are not considered part of the Kira. El Rameyer, I don't understand. What is this half measure? Ikikira Damai, if the compartments are considered part of the portable Kira. So if you're telling me it's attached, so just like a Kira by holding a Sheretz in the airspace of a Kira would be Matama the entire Kira, so too it should be Matama the compartments. If the compartments are not like a Kira, so either by touching, by a Sheretz touching the outside of the Kira, the compartment shouldn't become Tame either. Pick one. You either hold that it's part of the Kira or you hold it's not. So the Gemara says, really That Midra we would not consider, for Tuma purposes, we would not consider the compartments, you know, the spice compartment, the oil compartment, the match compartment, we would not consider the compartments part of the Kira because they weren't manufactured together with it. But Rabbanon, who did Gazer Bahu? The Rabbanon were Gazer Tuma. So the Gemara says, okay, fine. Sounds good. But again, either way, pick one. E Gazer Bahu, Afil Nami Litmu. So if they were geyser tuma, then they should be geyser tuma even when a sheretz enters the airspace of the kira, just like the kira becomes tummy, the compartment becomes tummy. So the Gemara answers, famous answer, anytime we talk about tuma durabanan, is an important one. So of durabanan hekera, the rabbanan made a heker, kiechi deloyasi lemisrafala truma bekachim. There's anytime we, we give something this, the ability to become metama midorabanon, we're setting ourselves up for a problem, which is that if I have truma and hektish, the din is that truma and hektish have become tame, food, I, there's no way to be mentahar, so I'm going to have to destroy it. Now, if I create a tuma durabanon, then, and midoraisa, there is no tuma here because these compartments, for instance, are not connected to the kira. Now, let's say I go ahead and this kira... So Sharetz touches the outside of this Kira. Midaraisa, there's no Tumah. Midarabana, they say there's Tumah. And um, I, uh, it touches food. This Kira touches food. Now I'm going to have a problem, food that's Truma or Kachim. I'm going to burn my Truma or Kachim. Because Truma that becomes Tameh, I should have to burn. Except here, it's only Midarabana. So Midaraisa, the Truma Kachim is perfectly fine. There is no Tumah at all. So if I gave it all of the Chumras of normal Tumah, we're going to come to burn Truma and Kachim, and that Midaraisa is totally fine. And that's, we, we don't like that. That's a problem. So therefore, the Rabbanon, when, when, they, when, they, when they attach Tuma Durabanon onto something that Midaraisa, there's nothing really wrong with, they went ahead and they said, we're not going to give it the full, the full-blown uh, Tuma. We're going to hold back something. So therefore, what we're saying is really, Midaraisa, there's no Tuma. Midarabanon, there should be full Tuma, except we're going to make a hacker. We're going to pull back a little bit on that gzera of tuma, and in in what form? In the form that when the avir, if a sheretz would go into the avir of this kira, it would not be matam of the compartments. We have to create a hacker so that we don't come to burn um, truma and kachim. Now again, we're going to go into kalim that are somewhat attached. Tanurabanan mispores shall prakim. If you have a scissor that has two blades. Right, which is as all scissors have, except that these that these blades they come apart when the scissors not in use. So you would uh, store it, you know, for the guy must have been very very space efficient. So he, instead, he didn't want to store a whole scissor, so he'd take the two blades apart and then he'd 
you know, fold them, you know, put them one against the other, and it would be more space efficient. The Ismil Shorehitni, and this is uh, Ismil Shorehitni is the blade of the uh, plane, P L A N E, which is uh, it was part of a. Rashi explains it was like a mold. Imagine a manufacturing mold that would have like a blade that was connected to it because part of the manufacturing process was to smooth out or to cut off, you know, to, to imagine if you're like kind of making a, a cake. So you want to smooth out the icing. So you, you take like a knife, turn it sideways and come across the top to kind of flatten it out. Exactly. So it's very, very, it's going to be a while, buddy. I don't know if you've seen. This is along the Sechta. We're not getting to the Seam for a while. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't 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 expect. <laughs> don't get excited about the the end. Get excited about the journey. Anyway, um, so the blade of this ritney of this mold that will come across and kind of as part of the finishing process. So it, it's attached to the. Um, you know, to the mold that's used for manufacturing, but it's a separate blade. So we're going to say chibur l'tuma. It is considered chibur for tuma. Vein chibur lahaza. That meaning, if let's say uh, tuma touches one of the blades of the scissors, or the blade of, and or the blade of the mold, or the mold, right? So either if it touches one of the parts, it's considered chibur for tuma. However, for haza purposes, in order to be metaharet after its tume, you have to take these pieces apart and dip them in the mikvah or sprinkle, you know, uh, we're talking about tumas mei, so you have to sprinkle water on it. So you, but the point is that in order to be metaharet them, you have to take them apart. So the Gemara, again, similar to like we asked, asked in our mayor, what is this half measure? Manavshach. I chiburhu, if these things are considered connected, afilozanami. So for sprinkling to be metaharet them, you should be able to just sprinkle. Why do I have to detach them? Just sprinkle them uh, when they're connected. If it's not connected, so then it should not be, being, if Tuma touches one little part of it, the other part shouldn't be Matame. So pick one. It's either connected or it's not connected. So Rava says, In regards to Midaraisa, they would be, it depends. These things in other words, they're connected for use. So when they're being used, it's considered connected. And you're right, there is no chilak. And not when you're not, they're not in use. So then they're not considered chibur. They're not considered connected, even though they're physically connected, since they are not permanently affixed, and they're only connected for the purposes of malacha. So if if it's not in use, so it's not considered connected. And what happened here? The Gazra Abanan al Tumma Shaloi Bishas Malacha Misham Tumma Shabishas Malacha. That the Rabbanan said that the concern is that if you come, you know, the scissors gets tame and it wasn't in use. I mean, it's very, it's, it's a very fine line. Okay, it wasn't in use, so it's not tame. But if it wasn't used, it is. And you're going to go ahead, and even when it is in use, you're going to disregard the Tumma that occurred. And therefore, they were geyser to say, make tumah. And again, if, if it, they actually, in fact, became tameh, so during, so if it wasn't malacha, if it wasn't during malacha, then me'ikra din, since they're not considered connected, you'd have to do hazah on both pieces, independently. And therefore, they were geyser that even when it is in use, you would have to do hazah um, uh, you'd have to do hazah separately on each piece. So we went pretty far down. We started with Muchin here on Kalim, and we ended up talking about 
uh, levels of uh, levels of gray in regards to what's con- considered connected for uh, Tuma. We should be back to. We should be back to. I think we only had four today. For I think four examples of Tuma. Well, we can count them. Why don't you count them and tell the group exactly what we had? How many shades of Tuma we had, Naftali? You can count. Um, so I'll just send that here quickly. Oh my gosh, seriously, man. Laws up. He did what you asked him. Could you let him go? Okay, so we said uh, from the Reish Galusa, we started with asking. Okay, yeah. May Reish Galusa, I'm also wearing a polo shirt today. That's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, soon soon I'll be at a t-shirt where you are, but uh, it takes a little bit of time to get have to step down. Okay, so the Reish Galusa, we talked about the Mecham on top, and the Mecham is mutter because the one that you're putting on top is already hot. Okay, so you're allowed to uh, uh, take uh, something in a kli, take a kli of water off the fire and put it on top of another kli to keep warm, but you can't take a cold one and put it on top. And then we saw the story of the, he, he put the suder on top of the mouth of the barrel. We said it's aser because shema yischait, right? The concern was that if you take your turban, so if it's a rag that you have no use for, who cares if it gets dirty? But if it's a turban, <laughs> that you're going to put the ladle, rest the ladle on it, it's going to get wet. The concern is you're going to uh, squeeze out the liquid to put the turban back on your head. Aim time to Betevel, we cannot uh, uh, cover with, uh, I'm sorry, Beteven with straw. So we said, and Muchin, we said, right, we said it was Lach is going to be Aser because it's Meisif Hebel, but Yavish is Mutter. Now we wanted to know what about Muchin? Once, once I use this Muchan, this muchin, these scraps, am I, am I allowed to now carry it? Does the muksa, meaning we said the muchin was pledged to a manufacturing process, and uh, now once I use it for atmana, do we say that I, 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 I uh, abolish that, and now I'm going to use it, now we see that the use is for uh, tilta, I use it for anshabis, I use it for hatmana, and therefore now it would be mutter to, to move these, these muchin. So Abayah said, no, then muchin is not mevatla, the hatmana, that since they're more expensive, in other words, if you wanted to just, you would have used garbage until you didn't have it. And therefore, since it's something that could be done with a cheaper material, so therefore when you use a more expensive material, you don't really mean to use it forever. You're just using it temporary because you don't have any of the cheaper stuff. Um, we said that Rav Chista allowed you to put, and we launched into this uh, sugya of Kalim, we said he allowed you to put the muchen back into the pillow, to put the scraps or the stuffing back into the pillow on Shabbos, even to do it in, initially to create a pillow is going to be also because you can't create a kli, but to stick it back in uh, would be fine. And so too, we said, we compared that, we paralleled that to the case of when the robe comes back from the cleaners, you're allowed to untie the tied neckline uh, of an existing kli. But we said that if you had a, a newly manufactured robe to open up the neckline to wear, that would actually be a chi of chatos, right? That's an isr de araisa because you're making the kli, it's makwe patish. And it's not like um, removing the cork or the stopper of a chavis, the top of a chavis, or removing or, or punching a hole in it because that is uh, a separate, it's an independent kli. It's an independent, the stopper it is not connected to the kli as opposed to here, the neckline is part of the kli, so you're finishing the kli. Then we asked the stira, wanted to understand in regards to the chibur of kalim le'inyun tumah, why should... 
why should um, why should uh, the shalal shal sim right the the chain of the launderers uh, maintain its tummy even after you're done washing the begadim as opposed to the axe handle once you remove the handle from the axe right we said that uh, it, the handle is no longer uh, ma- maintained uh, I'm sorry that once you put the axe away you're not using the axe anymore the handle is no longer considered part of the kli and we said because it's not in his rekes, right the axe handle even though it's still connected now but you have no real use for it. As soon as you're done with it, you'll chuck it away. You're not going to keep it as opposed to the Shlal Shal Um Here, uh, there is a purpose. Even after you're done laundering the clothing, in case they get dirty again, you still want the Shlal, you still want the chain to keep these clothes connected. Rav Chisim Gahana, we talked about, um, we said that the, the we didn't know exactly what it was, right? In, in one place, they learned that it was B'Shem Rav Chisim, one place Rav Kana. We said that uh, the, the Tana who holds that Mechubar is like it, is Rameir that holds that the base right that that the base kibble of the kira that's metaltal is metama that these compartments of the portable kira are metama b'maga and we said that's only dindirabanan so we see that there is a concept of chibur for tuma uh, midirabanan and uh, again we talked about the the two other the the final two we talked about the uh, scissors removable scissor blades and the removable, removable blade from the manufacturing mold. And we said that those are considered, depends, Bishas Malacha or not Bishas Malacha. We said Bishas Malacha, those are really considered connected when they're in use. When they're not in use, they're not connected. And however, the Chamur Gazra Tuma on both, even not Bishas Malacha, if it's connected, then it's going to be Chibur uh, Latuma. And Lachumra, we have Lachumra both ways. And that if it does, in fact, get Tommy, that you have to do Hazah on both parts. Um, even if it is b'shas malacha, when it's considered mechubar as one, gezerah atu shalei b'shas malacha.